Today on The Girl Defined Show, we are talking all things marriage with Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill. They went from literally like high school sweethearts, so in love, this perfect love story, to a honeymoon disaster and years and years of heartache that followed. And their story, while it's so tragic in so many ways, it's extremely relatable. And if you've been married for any length of time, you know there are some ups and downs and difficulties and hardships and a lot that goes into marriage. And it takes hard work. It's beautiful, but it takes hard work. Well, with Dr. Glenn and Phyllis, it took them a long time to figure out how to make marriage work and what was successful for them and how to love each other. And they just went through so much pain and really what some would call even like a sexless marriage to get to that point. And they have now founded an incredible ministry called Connection Code. Um, they have just done so much work to help couples like us figure out how to thrive in God's design for marriage, how to love our spouse, spouse well. So if you want to be married someday, or if you are married and you want to have a thriving relationship, Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill are going to tell us exactly how to do that. What's up, y'all? It's Bethany here, and I have little Audrey with me for this intro. Um, but I had the amazing privilege of getting to talk with Dr. Glenn and Phyllis. And let me tell you, I learned so much from our conversation, and I actually also had the opportunity to work through some of their courses online. They have a website called Connection Codes, and they literally did like so much research and founded um, different methods and tools to basically founded, like invented, I don't know, whatever you call it, um, tools to help couples quickly work through conflict, quickly understand one another. It's just amazing, and they reference some of that in their course. Um, and so they have been so generous to give us a discount code for their courses, for their resources on their website. So if you go to connectioncodes.co, you can just use code GIRL20, G-I-R-L-2-0, and you can get 20% off any of their courses. Um, The one that I strongly recommend, which we talk a lot about in this session, in this session, in this interview, um, is their foundations course. And that's basically where you start, where you want to go to first. So if you have been like, yeah, I'd really like to work some through something with my spouse, um, maybe you're engaged or you're in a seriously dating relationship, there is nothing more important than to invest into your relationship so that you can understand God's design and grow closer to him and grow closer to one another and avoid literally years of heartache. I mean, it's like any couple, you know, you get married and you think we're, we're the ones like we have it kind of figured out. We're going to be different. We're not going to have those struggles, those complications. And then you quickly realize like, wow, marriage is work. Marriage is difficult. Marriage is not always easy. And so it's just not being naive and thinking like, okay, we're the only ones. We're going to avoid all this. Like, no, we all, Audrey has a lot to say. She says, yeah, work on your marriages. Work on your marriages. Um, so you're just going to absolutely love this conversation. Um, <laughs> Dr. Glenn is actually, he has done so much school and so much work. He is um, a sexologist, which I still am not exactly sure what that means, but <laughs> it is um, incredible the work he's done because him and his wife, Phyllis, went through a lot of sexual struggles as a couple and now have like the coolest, spiciest marriage. And they are such an incredible like mentor couple. They've been married for absolutely ever. And the fact that they still love each other and love enjoying intimacy together and know how to resolve conflict quickly and still stay connected is just amazing. So let's jump into the conversation with Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill. 
Well, Dr. Glenn and Phyllis, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Y'all are an incredible couple, and I'm just excited for the entire Girl Defined community to get to know you. I hope that y'all become like the, you know, the mentor couple of this community because we need it and we need godly marriages to look up to. But I know that you have not always been this way and this happy and this connected as a couple. So I want you to take Mm -hmm. us back to the beginning of your love story and share with us when you first met and kind of what those first few years of dating and marriage looked like. Yeah. Well, we met at a summer Bible camp. Uh, Phyllis was 15. I was 16. I hit her in the head with a softball. Mm. Uh, she never <laughs> recovered. She's been deliriously in love ever since. Wow. Uh, but we just didn't have a clue. Uh, we had a, a fairy tale romance. I mean, it was a lot of fun. We were high school sweethearts. Uh, we married four years to the day uh, after that. You know, wow. and we weren't always in the same city. So we wrote a lot, a lot of letters. And you know uh, what writing letters is? <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah. Snail mail. Yeah. Snail mail. So that people can look that up. Yeah. Snail mail. And uh, we still have those letters, you know, 40 years later, we've been married 40 wow. years. So yeah, we dated for four, but we were long distance most of that time. And, you know, we come from conservative uh, Christian okay. background, uh, very much during a time when purity culture was all that was talked about. And so, yeah. uh, you know, that was kind of probably, that was the only thing talked about. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of understood what not to do. And yes. we, uh, you know, we early, we drew a line and was like, oh, we're not going anywhere near that line. And uh, I'm sure the listeners, can, many of them will relate, you know, the oh, closer yeah. we got to our wedding, you know, the more we uh, actually changed the line, but definitely did not ever have, uh, you know, intercourse until Mm -hmm. the wedding night. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of where our, I would say dating, uh, long distance and very filled with the, uh, the foundation of loving God and of Mm. just, you know, being involved in different ministries. Mm. And so it just seemed like, man, we've got all the ingredients for success right there. Wow. For sure. So when you went into marriage, you know, you're, you know, preparing and, you know, you're Christians and you, did you feel like you were set up for success? Um, did you feel like you were going into marriage with like, Hey, this is going to be easy or we've got this. What was the feeling for each of you? So, um, you, Dr. Glenn, how did you feel when you were going into marriage as a young yeah, man? Absolutely. Y'all were, y'all were babies. I feel like I got married at 30. So I'm like, y'all were literally babies. <laughs> but uh, what, what was your mindset? going into that. Yeah, but we absolutely thought we were set up. Uh, We'd done all the things. I mean, we actually bought our first house about two weeks before our wedding. Uh, We were both employed. And Mm -hmm. I mean, there were just so many uh, boxes checked off that we were sure that we were on point. And kind of everybody around us told us that we were on point. Uh, You know, we'd maintained a certain level uh, of purity. We moved the line a little and struggled as most couples do, but we went Mm -hmm. into Mary thinking we're set up. We have nailed this. We love God with a passion. We were deeply involved Mm -hmm. in church and ministry. Uh, We read scripture all the time together. We prayed together uh, continuously. So we knew that this was pretty much a slam dunk. We're on point (laughs) and it's going to be uh, phenomenal. Uh, We were a little bit shocked that it didn't Mm. play out. So, Yeah. Phyllis, talk about that. You get married, you go into your honeymoon, you have the slam dunk Mm -hmm. ready, which 
I can kind of relate to. That's kind of how I felt when I got married. Like, I have read the books. I've got this. Like, <laughs> I am a pro. But for you, it was, it, it really was a dramatic shock pretty much from the beginning. So, Phyllis, can you talk about that? Like, you get married and this realization happens yeah. like, whoa, this is not all that I thought it was going to be. Well, and, you know, even going into the wedding, it's, it's like we, uh, had, you know, that perfect wedding, our dream wedding. Yeah. And, you know, we had our community with us and all the showers and all the things you focus on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Glenn kind of planned the honeymoon and that was fine. I thought that was normal. And, yeah. uh, and our first night, you know, was at this beautiful Hyatt Regency hotel mm-hmm. and, uh, the honeymoon suite. So it couldn't have been more beautiful, but I believe that we both with the whole idea of purity that we Mm -hmm. thought our first sexual encounter would Mm -hmm. be spiritual, would be like beyond um, any joy experience in our lives. Mm -hmm. And it was really just the opposite for me. And for me, it was the greatest 11 seconds of my life. So, and I was shocked at how ungrateful my new wife was. I was like, what? That was a big win. Mm. Well, did you know, did y'all know right in that moment? Like, oh, uh, Dr. Glenn, you're like, this is so great. Why is she so ungrateful? Was there like a communication that happened? Right. And that's the problem is we did not know how to convey authentically at all. And, and, you know, Phyllis didn't have the voice and didn't have the voice for many, many years after that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I had no idea because, I mean, literally for me, you know, we have penetration for the first time and there you go. I ejaculated and wow, what a huge win. And I did not know that my partner Mm -hmm. was like, wait, what? That that was the magic? Are you kidding me? (laughs) And again, we were clueless. I had learned quite a bit about sex from my fellow third graders. And I uh, found out that some of that information was inaccurate. Who knew? Uh, and I had never told Phyllis that I knew everything about sex, but I hadn't told her that I didn't. And mm-hmm. so she just assumed that, you know, her guy's got it. He knows stuff and I didn't at all. Uh, and we had never talked to anybody. Um, I mean, that's, you just didn't do that. That was not acceptable. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't talk yeah. about real things such as uh, sex. And so, Mm. In our the wedding night and the honeymoon was a disaster. And Phyllis figured out that, uh, so we did a lot of water skiing uh, on our honeymoon because Phyllis figured out if we're in a boat with other people, ain't none of that sex stuff happening. And I did not realize I'd married a water skiaholic. And uh, oh, so literally so we'd have breakfast and then I'd be like, Hey babe, you uh, like want to go back to the, yeah. no, 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 let's go water skiing. We'd come in for lunch, go right back out to the boat. And that's oh, what we did goodness. our entire uh, honeymoon. And of course, by the end of the day, Phyllis is exhausted. She's like, oh, babe, I'm just so tired. And I'm like, well, if we hadn't water skied so much, we wouldn't be that tired. Again, she's just struggling so much. She yes. doesn't know what's happening for her. Yeah. She, it doesn't, you know, none of it makes sense because this was not her expectation. And she mm-hmm. had zero words to be able to convey to me what was happening. And I didn't know, uh, you know, we just missed so badly on so many different things. So that mm-hmm. began just a disastrous spiral for many, many years that actually grew to about two decades. Yeah. Wow. You know, it is so fascinating because neither of us were prepared Mm. for the disappointment, for the trauma. Like there was, for me, it, the whole experience and I didn't have a voice. I didn't know how to communicate what was happening for me. And so I was just very quiet and, you know, uh, 
water skiing felt safe. So that's, and I knew how to water ski. So that was a yeah. comfortable place for me. But you know, Glenn had, uh, he had booked this honeymoon place that was like an actual honeymoon resort. Mm. And so everything was kind of geared wow. like that screamed loudly, yeah. you know, mm. and even our, I don't know if it was a condo or a what, what we were staying in, but everything was like red velvet and mirrors mirrors everywhere. And I was just mortified Mm. because I wasn't comfortable with Mm. any of it. Like it just, it went from zero to a hundred way too quickly Mm. for me. Mm -hmm. And then I just didn't know how to recover. And I just, it it didn't feel right, but I didn't know how to say that. And I didn't know how to communicate my pain in it. And so Glenn was just so confused Mm. and yeah, so he experienced tons of pain on our honeymoon because of the way I was reacting to everything. Mm. And, you know, when we got back after a week, it's kind of like you get right back into your world, but you know, you're different now. And I mean, Mm -hmm. even our relationships at church, you know, it was almost like no one really asked. It was more like that, you know, Oh, they, they're now married, you know? And so we didn't feel safe or we didn't know who to talk to. Like no one yeah. even came into that to say, all right, so what was mm. tough for you guys? Like what's happening? You're mm. all okay. I know that's a lot. Nobody said that. And we didn't know. Wow. I didn't know how to communicate that. I definitely didn't have relationships. I had a lot of friends and I thought I had really good friends, but when I got yeah. back from honeymoon, I didn't want to talk about any of it. And so yeah. we just really suffered in silence for oh. a long time and didn't know mm. who to ask questions from. And so we made a lot of bad conclusions. I mean, Mm. it didn't take long for us to actually just decide that I was broken. And I accepted that. I'm like, yep, you're right. I'm one of those broken people who, and broken because you were, you say broken. What do you? Yeah. Because I I was so sexually activated, which is the typical male or the vast vast majority is not a hundred percent, but it's pretty close. Um, so I was sexually activated far more readily and far more frequently than she was. Got it. So mm-hmm. obviously she was broken because she was never, I don't mm. like to say never with yeah. human behavior, but she was never sexually activated. So yeah. obviously she's damaged. She's broken mm-hmm. and there's just something uh, wrong with her. And again, I was not the voice saying that, but I didn't yeah. say otherwise. Mm-hmm. I, I just wow. accepted, uh, cause again, all of these things are unspoken, you know, they yes. just kind of you know, permeate the air and, and mm-hmm. we just, and again, it's, it's organic. It's day after day after day after week. Yes. After and so we just kind of accepted, well, too bad. You know, this poor woman mm. happens to be broken and this poor guy happens to be married to a broken woman. Oh. We just didn't know. And we had nobody in our life that mm. you know, where we had any conversation about that. And, you know, mm. I think it was communicated, not necessarily with words, but I, I understood enough to know, um, that this was my duty. This was my wifely duty. So it didn't matter if I liked it or didn't like it or that I felt pain or like, yeah. And, and so it was just like, for me, it's like this, this is what marriage is now. Wow. And the fun was taken out of it. Like I would say all the fun we had dating all of a sudden didn't exist anymore. And I, Mm. I think I was trying to survive and I was trying to, um, avoid as much as possible 
sex. And so I was always yeah. running, you know, running away from him. Yeah. And the crazy thing was wow. she didn't want to reject me. And so she didn't mm, want me to feel yeah. rejected. So she became an expert at pre rejecting. Mm. So like literally if I would walk in the room and head towards her I, just to mm. give her a hug, uh, well, she would move away from me. So mm, you know, yeah. then I was pre rejected. And of course her hope was, well, then Glenn won't feel hurt. You know, mm. he won't be wounded by that. Mm. But it actually just made it worse and worse. And again, no conversation, no discussion. I mean, we'd have conflicts, we'd have fights about it, but nothing constructive. You know, we weren't getting uh, anywhere. And again, that just went on and on and on. Wow. So you know how they, I mean, you are the the experts in this area, but I hear, you know, you hear like, oh, the biggest reasons for divorce are like money or sex, or if you, you know, if your sex is, you have a good sexual relationship, you'll have a good marriage. So you know, if there was basically like no, really no like true intimacy, no sexual relationship, what did that, like, how did that impact the rest of your relationship? What did like the rest of your day look like? Did you feel truly like connected to one another or what was going on like Mm. at home just like every day? Right. Wow. Well, you know, you think about uh, when you fight, it's like, if you don't ever feel that there's some, a way to resolve it, you just yeah. kind of get tired, you, and then you a little bit of a respite, and then you go right back to fighting about the same mm. thing. And that is a lot of what our early years were like. Okay. Um, if you really dig into our story, uh, you hear a lot yeah. about um, Glenn dealing with um, some psychological disorders, which neither of us mm. understood or knew about. Mm. And that was the other piece that was really playing into our marriage in those first weeks and months and years where neither of us understood what was happening for him. And so uh, at that point in his life, he was scoring pretty high on obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm. And so patterns Mm -hmm. were hugely important to him and a lot of pain when things weren't done, quote unquote, right. Well, God's um, way. God's way. Which was my way. Right. Right. (laughs) And so for us, there was just a lot, a lot of pain for me. I felt like I was in a, just uh, like I couldn't win. There was not a topic that I was able to win in and, you know, and so sex was painful as in emotionally painful. Um, it, It just, it was confusing for me. And then just the everyday things like, you know, I would do the laundry, but I wouldn't, fold things just right, or I wouldn't put them yeah. away just right. And so then Glenn would redo things and mm. he like, literally, should do the laundry. I'd come home and I'd redo it. Right. She didn't wow. do it, you know, air quotes. She didn't yeah. do it correctly. Mm-hmm. And so I would redo everything. And for me, it was a very real pain point that mm-hmm. the towels are not folded the same and they're not stacked up perfectly straight. Yeah. Phyllis, especially once we had babies, Phyllis is thinking, I got laundry done. <laughs> it's a good day. And I'm thinking, you know, yes. the towels, they're not all, you know, all the cups aren't turned with the handles facing the same direction. You know, the cans aren't turned, the barcodes lining up, which again, Phyllis was unable to even notice that. And yeah. so she spent so much energy. It's just, you know, so much guilt. And uh, that I brought that to her, which I didn't know what was happening with me either. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it to, to be cruel. Uh, but she spent so much energy trying to figure me out and figure out mm, what wow. the patterns were. Cause for me, they were organic. They just flowed from within me. Whereas she's thinking, Oh my gosh, you know, where's the tag on the towel supposed to go? I can't remember. And to this day yes. we laugh about it because she, she doesn't know the correct way to fold a towel. And again, yes. I put air quotes around uh, correct because there is no correct 
uh, way. But I didn't know that because for me, it was very real. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so this poor girl just spent most of her days thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, what's the next thing that's going to bother Glenn? What's the next thing that's going to be wrong, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, for him? And she spent years and years doing that, just trying to keep Mm -hmm. up, trying to stay ahead. Wow. Um, And, of course, she could never. It was such an absurd, long, long, long list. Mm-hmm. You can never yes. memorize it, especially because it was not within <laughs> her. It was not organic. Whereas for me, it it was a, <sighs> a genuine pain point. Whereas for her, she's like, what? I got mm-hmm. laundry done. Big win. Yeah. Yes. And you know, <laughs> we dated for four years, but we were not, often we were not even in the same city mm-hmm. until the mm-hmm. end. But these were not things that I saw in our dating relationship, there was yeah. never a pattern like you, you got to do this this way that never came out. And so it was almost like, uh, I don't know. I just felt like I was living in a movie that I never thought would happen. Wow. And, and so things, you know, were really tough and again, not knowing who to talk to, not knowing yeah. the resources. And Glenn was an avid reader of self-help books. And yeah. I didn't want anything to do with any of that. I would, I didn't mm. want to read a single book that he read, uh, especially about sex. I was like, no way. Yeah. And it was easier for me just to conclude I'm broken. So sorry, buddy, that's what you got. Yeah. And, you know, I yes. did the mandatory number of times sex in a month, whatever that yeah. was, but there was not pleasure in it for well. me. And I didn't actually think there was pleasure in it for any women. Like I, wow, I really thought, okay, this is just a wifely duty thing, and yeah. um, there's no one out there having fun in this arena. Mm. And so that's kind of how we functioned um, wow. until finally we had some friends at church that we got close to that we felt safe with. They were a little older than us. They had been married longer than us. They had already a couple of children. And one night after dinner, we just, maybe they asked, you know, maybe that finally someone asked. And then we just said, well, yeah, it's, it, you know, sex is really bad. And, you know, Phyllis is broken. That was kind of how that story was shared. And I didn't even, like, I was like, yeah, I'm broken. Like, I didn't even think yeah. that that was a weird sentence. It wasn't even a conversation. It was right. Just it was a statement. Thing. Right. Yeah. Wow. And wow. and they reacted, or she reacted, which was kind of beautiful that she, he was more quiet, which was good in a way. Yeah. But she said, okay, what, can you define broken? What, what are you saying? What yeah. does that mean? And, and then I just said, oh, well, I don't have a clitoris. Because um, at this point, Glenn had read enough to know that a clitoris was involved and um, yeah. didn't know where it was, but knew that that mattered and that had to do with yeah. an orgasm. And it's like, yeah, I, I've never orgasmed and there's no pleasure. I don't enjoy it. Matter of fact, I hate it. Wow. I just endure it. We just get through it as fast as possible. And, um, and so... Yeah, we shared that openly. And she wow. was in the medical field and uh, she was like, okay, whoa, what do you mean you don't have a clitoris? Like, and yeah. it was just really interesting because she was very kind yeah. and very tender and just slow, slow to ask questions. Yeah, it was funny yeah. because she, well, funny and sad, but um, she said, technically, it's possible that Phyllis doesn't have a clitoris, but the odds of that yeah. are 
zero. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. this minuscule. <laughs> yes. And um, I said, well, congratulations. You got lucky. You got one. You got to meet one of these very, very, very wow. rare uh, individuals that doesn't have a clitoris. And, and again, she was very kind. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just can't believe that. I mean, the, I'm yes. like, well, they have to live somewhere and she just happens to live here uh, with me. Yes. Uh, and, and our friend after a, a bit said, you know, I, I just feel like taking Phyllis in the back room and showing her what I'm talking about. Mm. Well, Phyllis started to stand up. Mm. Uh, and then this other woman said, but I just can't, I can't do that. And then Phyllis, of course, quickly sat back down, but that's yeah. how desperate Phyllis mm. was. Wow. It's like, cause yeah. that would have been a little bit of an odd scenario but phyllis is yeah. like what the heck i mean if i can learn for sure here great let's go for mm, it yeah and yeah. we're smart people and we were clueless <laughs> i'm thinking wow. wow this is and i know information is more readily available today than it was 40 years ago but um people just die for a lack of information it's really sad oh yeah well and you know I think that everything you're sharing is going to be so relatable for so many of our listeners here. And, you know, it's just kept so private and so silent that, you know, unless somebody else brings it up, like, hey, here's what we've gone through. Here's what we've struggled with. So many of us don't even feel the freedom to share these things. And I know after podcast episodes like this, Kristen and I will get emails saying, wow, thank you so much for having them on or thank you for this story. Like I thought I was the only one in the world who was experiencing this. And so I know that we're going to get those emails after this sharing that like, wow, I thought I was the only one. And what is crazy to me is that, you know, a place of such brokenness and hopelessness Mm. um, y'all were at for so many years, but then we see you now and you are this incredible couple. I mean, my first exposure to y'all as a couple was the episode y'all did on Heaven in Your Home with Francie Winslow, where you were talking about how you went with some, uh, Phyllis, you went out with some girlfriends and you were learning in a, you know, a good setting, but basically how to pull dance and strip tease and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, whoa, you know, you're talking about that and really spicing up your marriage and y'all must be extremely emotionally connected. You have this huge ministry connection codes and you have helped so many couples, but what in the world, you know, like h- how does that even mm-hmm. happen? Cause I know when we're in this place of brokenness, it can feel like, well, that's not. I, I could, that could never happen, you know, but look at, look at y'all, what a testimony. So how in the world do you go from that place of such brokenness, such hopelessness um, mm-hmm. to where you are today? I mean, I know that's a huge story, but can you kind of weave some of that for us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, once I think I figured out number one, I'm not broken. Mm. Yeah. It was like mind blowing. Um, and to realize, yeah. okay, I could actually have fun And I think that, you know, after experiencing my first orgasm, I was like, okay, this is what pleasure is. Yeah. And this was like, big eye opener. Yeah, a big eye opener. And then we kind of realized it was a lack of truly a lack of knowledge that set us up so horribly. And the more fun it became, the more interested in it I became. Mm. And, and I also was determined. Because at this point, we had hurt each other so much, and it was like, wow, I don't want this to define the rest of our lives together, and I want to figure this thing out. So at that point, I became interested in figuring out um, my own body, uh, figuring out uh, sexuality, figuring out orgasms, Mm -hmm. and you know, I think when I started realizing 
that I was missing a huge piece mm. of of really God's gift to us. Like I just missed it. And so yeah. then as we started changing, we and we were already people of influence. Like in the circles we were yeah. in, we cared about people. We just mm-hmm. went through this dark season. And so when we came out of it, we got really passionate about sharing it uh, with anybody that would listen. Yeah. And, and wow. two things that, which are very negative, but actually produced a positive is yeah. we realized that if five couples are sitting around talking and sharing, each couple thinks that the other, all four other couples are doing great. Mm. And then yes. each couple drive home going, oh, you know, the Wilsons, the Stansels, the Johnsons, you know, they're just doing so great. I wish we were. And they don't realize yeah. that the other four couples are driving home doing the exact same thing. So that <laughs> so was true. a big realization. And that grew out of about 10 years into our marriage, all of our friends started divorcing. Mm. And wow. I mean, for a while there, it was every few weeks, it felt like yeah. that, that somebody else, you know, oh, so-and-so is getting a divorce. And we kept hearing the phrase, um, you know, they filed for divorce. They had such a good marriage. That's so sad. Mm. And again, we were in a very conservative religious uh, setting. And I I kept hearing that going, wait, 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 what? They had a great Mm. marriage and they're filing for divorce. So on Tuesday, they had a great marriage. Was it a (laughs) bad breakfast Wednesday morning? I mean, what happened? And of course, in the spiritual realm, people going, oh, well, you know, Satan Mm. just attacked them. And I'm like, what the heck? Are you kidding me? So great marriage on Tuesday. Meteorite lands in their front yard on Wednesday, explodes, yeah. and they're ruined. And I just couldn't believe that. Even back then, again, wow. I was still in my twenties at that point. I was like, "That just sounds. It mm. seems like something's missing. That can't be true." Yeah. That great marriage on Thursday, file for divorce on Friday. Yeah. And so we began asking questions initially, kind of out of morbid curiosity, to say what you know what led to this. People go, "Oh, well, we just fell out of love." And the t- magic mm. was we asked a follow up question. And we go, wait, what does that mean? Like on a on yeah. Wednesday at six, you fell out of love, you know, yeah. and we grew apart. Mm. So wait, when did you grow apart? Because at some point you grew together. That's why you went on the second wow. date. And then we began getting, gathering information. And again, initially, no, no business plan, no, mm. no mission statement. We were just curious. Yeah. And we began to see the patterns. And for most couples, sex was a really big uh, issue, wow. uh, a, a wow. real big disconnect for them. Wow. Yeah. So and then, you know, what? I mean, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Ask your question. No, I'm just curious. You know, you sex is a huge part of it, but then you create this, um, you know, incredible ministry now, Connection Codes, which has taken years of research. And Dr. Glenn, you went and, you know, got a ton of education, and um, both of y'all did a ton of work to not only heal your own marriage, but then to come to the place where you are now helping thousands and thousands. Of couples, um, so at the like from your own experience and from all the couples you have interacted with, you came up with these like resources and kind of I guess founded, um, you know, information um, that has been so transformative to your own relationship. So can you give us like uh, some insight into what this is that you have learned and what you now um, mm-hmm. offer to help other people? Like, what's the core of it? 
Yeah. And we always say we're the founders of the connection codes, not the creators. The connection Mm. codes are based on the human condition, just how humans function. This Mm. is true for everybody on the planet. If they've never heard of the connection codes, they've never heard of us. It's still true because it's just the fundamental human functioning, how we uh, function. So, but the connection codes are basically the language and the tools for how humans connect deeply uh, Mm. in relationship. I think of a blueprint. We hand people a blueprint. Well, they don't know what to do with it. It's like, well, mm. great. I can't live in a blueprint. So they're actually yeah. going to build something based on that blueprint. And we give them the tools to know how to build. Well, and you know, when like all the pain that we started with on our honeymoon, yeah. we didn't have a, I didn't know how to say to mm. him, I didn't know how to express my sad, my, yeah. you know, my loneliness in it, my fear. I didn't know how to say any of those things. And so it, you know, as we got better tools for just connecting sexually yeah. and it became pleasurable, we still realized that doesn't mean we're emotionally connected. Mm. And so, mm. in, you know, as the decades continued, we did teach a lot about, you know, just sex. I mean, that became yeah. kind of what we got known for in those mm. early decades is, hey, they're willing to talk and teach on this, which was great. Yeah. We kind of felt like there's still something missing. Mm. And so when Glenn went back to school, it gave him the time to do this research. And and he started his private practice as a marriage and family therapist. And he also realized when people are not emotionally connected, then just teaching good sex techniques mm. does not get you to the place where you need to be and where you want to be. And so yeah. connection codes kind of grew out of that is to teach emotional connection and to have emotional connection yeah. with another human. You got to have emotional connection with yourself, which mm. meant, okay, what are these tools where we know what's happening for us? How do we tune in to what is the emotions that fire in our brains and emotions are a human right. And we're not taught that. Mm. And in a lot mm-hmm. of even our faith-based upbringings, we are taught that emotions are bad. And yeah. so we don't understand them. We think that we can suppress them. We can set them aside. We can choose which emotions we're going to have. <laughs> we don't understand they actually are housed in our brain, which God created, and they fire in our brain. And we got to tune in. And so a lot of our tools are very simple because we also realized that most couples when are humans. When people start out, they've got to have tools that they can have access to. They can, right. the, Most people yes. can't hire a therapist. Mm. Most people that yeah. are getting married, they're on cloud nine. Like, yeah. you know, they, they don't <laughs> think they need any help. And so we wanted to create tools that are simple and that can be life-changing yeah. with very little effort put into it. Wow. And so again, at the, yeah. Well, I was just going to say that was huge for us because we didn't know that that was so fundamental. Uh, Phyllis always said mm. that Glenn has enough emotions for both of us. So she basically <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't exist as, and she was incredibly productive. Everybody wanted her wow. on their committees and, you know, because she was amazing. Mm. Uh, but she just was oblivious to her emotions and genuinely thought she just didn't have any, that, that they didn't wow. exist for her. And yeah. Glenn has plenty. So, you know, our quota is met <laughs> every yes. day. And mm-hmm. so she just disappeared more and more as a human. She just became this wow. phenomenal cyborg that could do anything. Uh, and again, everybody liked her. She was incredibly easy to be around uh, and, and incredibly uh, productive. So it was, it was fun. It seemed functional. 
And it's really just the last few years. And, and it's a continual mm-hmm. evolution where we're learning that, oh, she's a real human. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be darned. Who knew? And she's discovering herself. <laughs> yes. Therefore, she's able to share herself with me. I'm, I've probably mm-hmm. learned more about this woman in the last three years than all the other years wow. uh, combined. It's just mm-hmm. startling to me. And it's thrilling because I'm finding out how deep and rich and marvelous mm-hmm. and fascinating uh, she is. Whereas it always looked like Glenn's just the, I wasn't the life of the party. I was the party. Like I entered the room and filled the whole room up. Uh, yeah. And so then Phyllis didn't have to exist at all. One of the mm-hmm. tools that we created is called the core emotion wheel. And yeah. it, it was really what changed my life mm-hmm. because wow. I, I believed in the information, but I didn't know how to tap in to my own emotional yeah. being. And so I got really curious and mm-hmm. the core emotion wheel is Sounds just like what it is. It's a circle. It's a wheel. It it is. It just lists the eight emotions that are housed in our brain, and it kind of gives you an ability to practice and use this to say, okay, what's happening with me? And you tune in and you go, okay, today I'm feeling uh, sad because my alarm didn't go off and I'm I'm late already. And I feel lonely because no one wants to get up with me in the morning. So I struggle with that, Mm. you know, and it's like, you're just tuning in to what is, what your own experience is. And for me, that was years. Like it was, it was fascinating that I really didn't know that I had emotions. Like that was way. Mm. So when you think about that, even in my relationship with everyone, including God, it was more based on tasks Mm. or a list, a checklist than an emotional connection. And so, you know, this has been probably the other piece that is so powerful and beautiful because when you have emotional connection, your sexual connection goes to a very beautiful level because you feel so safe and you can communicate, you know, without judgment, what is happening for you. And there's, you know, the tools make such a difference. To yeah, know part all of that. the problem is you can wow. have sexual activity without emotional connection, mm-hmm. but you can't have dynamic sexual connection without deep emotional connection because you have wow. to be able to have that safety. And the problem is couples are having sexual activity. Mm-hmm. So they're like, what? Yeah. It, it was fine. We're doing great. And they don't realize that, oh, no, no, out of zero to 100 scale, that's like a 17, mm-hmm. which wow. wide, you're getting to 17 is better than we did at first. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so much more. It's way, way, way beyond that. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. And, you know, I just, I can't help but go back to the fact like, okay, listening to you, yes, you're at this incredible place, but you weren't always there. And so it's like, oh, that is just so amazing. Such a testament to God, but also the work that he's doing through you. And I know that so many women listening right now are are like, yes, I want this. I need this. So what can a couple expect? I'm guessing... Your your course foundations is something that a couple does together. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. and that's the thing too is that we wanted to create. We wrote a book, and but we also created master classes that yes. teach you these tools in a really uh, fun way, practical way. Like they're in modules; they're only thirty minutes yeah. each. They have an assignment where you can kind of together work through uh, just a, 
questions, you know, just a few questions, yeah. but it's, it's all the things that really get you to think about, whoa, yeah, where, where did I first hear that? Where did I mm. first learn that? Mm. Um, yeah, how does that affect me? And, you yeah. know, and it just kind of draws you into some really good conversation, mm. which you can actually, you can do it, you know, with your partner, but you can also do it in yeah. a group, like a small group setting, oh, which is really awesome. fun because you're doing this with other couples and, yeah. or with a group of girlfriends or whatever. And you're just like, whoa, this is really, really yeah. cool way. And, you know, I know that at some point we're going to run out of time, but we, yes. you know, often uh, <laughs> love to share the core emotion wheel, which you can download uh, for free on our website, connectioncodes.co. And we have a special connectioncodes.co forward slash girl for all of your yes. listeners um, for the, the download of the wheel and some other free things. But uh, we would love if if we have time, Bethany, to do the wheel just to show uh, our yeah. listeners that are listening to just to see how powerful yeah. it is and, and simple it is uh, to do this. Yeah, yeah just, that would uh, be amazing. There are specific rules for the wheel, which are very, very, very researched as far as how to do this. But what we're doing is reawakening the emotions that are already there. You're just not mm -hmm. aware of them. Yeah. Phyllis was experiencing emotion for years and years and years. She was just oblivious. She had no yeah. idea uh, that this was just the human mm -hmm. condition and, and that even that she was allowed uh, to experience what she was experiencing because she had been told early in life to not, both verbally mm -hmm. and nonverbally to not experience emotions. So she had just yeah. learned to suppress it, deny it, ignore it, mm. uh, you know, not be aware of it at all. So what we're doing is reactivating the awareness uh, of mm. the emotions so that tomorrow afternoon, Glenn is able to recognize what's happening for him and turn to Phyllis and go, I felt some loneliness. Mm. And I'm able to tell her that because she's been busy all day. Uh, I miss her. I love being with her. And now, you know, we're able to connect because I was able to convey vulnerably, which can be incredibly terrifying wow. uh, mm. to be that authentic uh, as opposed to just going, Oh, well, I guess you're just too busy today for me, which is what most people uh, would convey. Yes. Uh, but for me to be able to say to her, I mm. feel lonely. Wow. Lonely, lonely, mm. lonely. Yeah. Mm. So there's, there's a lot, but I don't want to run out of time. I want us to be able sh to get to this wheel, yes. but the instructions are on the website when you download the yeah. wheel. Right. You want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Great. Okay. Um, Should we say the ooh real quick? Mm -mm. Okay. I'll yeah. just show it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I feel anger that my mom didn't have a voice, mm. and I oh. believe it was passed on to me that yeah. I started with you with no voice. Yeah. Uh, I feel uh, hurt, you know, even talking about those early years, just the hurt. Mm. There was so yeah. much hurt and um, and even fear. Like, I, I really had fear that this would be our life forever. Mm. And mm. I didn't understand. There was so much, I didn't get it. I didn't I, like the fear of just not understanding. How can this be so painful and so complicated with you? Um, definitely a lot of loneliness and sadness in that. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't trust anyone to talk to. Um, and so that I, I got my world got smaller and smaller because I felt so alone in all of that. Um, and I know I'm doing what's called an issue specific wheel because I'm talking about all of that, but the shame and guilt too, just the, just the, um, the shame in what I was experiencing. Like I didn't celebrate my body. I didn't mm. want you celebrating my body. I wanted to hide. I didn't want to see my body naked. I didn't want you to see me naked. So there was a lot of shame all in that. 
I think the guilt is how much I resisted learning. I really, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to read stuff. I didn't want to learn. Um, I just kind of was really stuck for quite a while. And the joy, oh, definitely the joy of the, just the hope, the where we got to where we are and that we can share our story because of the victory um, and just the things that we get to live now. So a lot of joy in that. That's amazing. Thank you. For me, um, so much sadness. You know, we've been married mm. a little over 40 years and think, wow, did we miss, 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 miss yeah. out on so much. And the sadness mm-hmm. that that's where most couples yeah. live year after wow. year after year. You know, so much pain uh, mm. for them. Yeah. Lots and lots of hurt uh, for me. You know, so much, certainly sexual rejection, but just relational yeah. rejection, just not. Mm. And you didn't know what to do because I was a lot. Yeah. I still have mm. a lot to handle. Um but now it's, you're kind of entertained by me, which mm-hmm. is fun. Um, you know, so much loneliness for so many years, mm-hmm. just missing yeah. you, us missing each other, and me not having a clue. Because I married you on purpose. You know, we married because mm-hmm. we wanted to. We wanted to be yeah. together, and very quickly, you know, we could barely wow. stand to be in the same room together. I, I wanted to be with you, and I couldn't stand mm-hmm. uh, being with you. Uh, fear that we misconvey sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. even on this podcast, the message. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to belittle anyone's experience yeah. and their pain because it's very real mm-hmm. for them. So I always feel fear that we're paying attention and being yeah. careful and cautious. So much guilt that I missed with you so mm-hmm. horribly for so long. Um, you know, I didn't tell you that I knew everything, but I forgot to tell you that I didn't. Yeah. So we didn't really start this journey very quickly. It was so many years after we were married. A lot of shame mm-hmm. in that. Uh, and even today when I miss things with you, because uh, I should be close to perfect by now. I'm not. <laughs> I still miss stuff. Um, so much anger just about our culture, society, mm. our faith-based communities, which is centuries old. It's not a new development. Yeah. We've been presenting all this so poorly to yeah. people for so long, including sexuality, wow. uh, but certainly emotional connection uh, as well. And so much joy. I'm blown away that we get mm. to live where we live now. I'm mesmerized by this, that we virtually never disconnect. Mm -hmm. Uh, We rarely even have tense moments in those last 30 seconds or less, Mm -hmm. which 25 years ago, I would have punched you if somebody told me that because I'd be like, that's that's not a thing. You you can't have a 30 second uh, resolution, a 30 second processing Mm -hmm. through a tense moment because we were experts at them lasting three days, three weeks. And so to last for 30 seconds Mm -hmm. stuns me and to realize that this is changing the world, literally. I, yeah. We have no idea anymore. 10,000, 100,000 people yeah. around the world who are living this. Uh, there's a lot of joy. Yeah. In that. I love it. Mm. Wow. So that's the core emotion. Well, I, if you notice, we just oohed. The ooh is just a, an audible response for the mm-hmm. other. Uh, it's not the time to defend, debate, discuss, mm-hmm. argue, mm-hmm. anything. Uh, every, no one's narrative is 100% accurate. Phyllis may share something that I'm like, wait, that's not accurate. That's not how it happened. But I'm just going to ooh the girl and just be present with her. Mm. Wow. That was beautiful and so inspiring, you know, just to see that in action, how that actually works and, you know, such a practical tool to something that we can do every single day. And, you know, there's so much hope if you are listening or watching right now, just know there's so much hope. Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Mm. have, you know, poured their lives into creating this and they help couples 
every single day, you know, go from where they were or where from where you feel you and your husband are right now to a place of healing and hope. And they have practical tools and they have, you know, such a spiritual hope, emotional hope for you. So I just want to encourage you to take that step. I know it can be scary and it can feel overwhelming, but like they said, <laughs> you know, of all the couples, we all go home thinking, oh, we're the only ones that have a problem. No, we all right. need help. We all need guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have this opportunity. Like I was saying, you know, we live in a day and age where we can all gain wisdom from this incredible couple that is willing and saying, yes, we're inviting you to come and to learn. We've been there. We get it. But look, there is so much beauty that can be had in your marriage. So I just encourage you, don't stay stuck. Don't stay where you are. Their website, their resources, their book connection codes. I mean, you can order that right now and begin working on this today. You can also... Like they said, download this tool um, and begin working on it today with your spouse. And you can work through their course. They have several courses, but you can begin working through the foundations course right away. And like Phyllis mentioned, we do have a discount for you. And I strongly encourage you to use that. We'll link everything so you don't have to remember anything. We'll link it all for you um, because we want to see your marriage thrive. We don't want to see you stuck in this place year after year and 20 years look down the road, go, wow, I wish we would have done something like today. You have an opportunity to do that. Um, and so Dr. Glenn and Phyllis, I just want to thank you so much for sharing and sharing your lives and your heart and your hurt and your hope um, and just your ministry and all of your work with the Girl Defined community. This is so huge and I know going to be life-changing for so many of our listeners. So thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Oh, what amazing conversation, y'all. It's just so cool because like I said, they've been married for absolutely ever. They have gone through the highest, the lowest of lows, and they're back on the highs again. And so they have like the 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 credentials. They have like the the history. They have done like so much work and have stayed committed and faithful to one another. And it's like that's who I want to listen to. That's the kind of couple I want to learn from. Someone who has like literally lived this life and they can speak from experience. They can speak from the struggle. They can speak from the heartache. It's just so raw and real. And I love how honest they are. Um, and so I really encourage you. You know, at the bare minimum, go grab their book, Connection Codes, and work through it with your husband. And then definitely either work through the foundations course, which would be like the the recommendations start there. Um, But they also have the late night course. Okay. So that's all on sex and intimacy. And so if you were like, wow, like we really want help in our sexual relationship and we kind of, you know, go through the motions. Maybe one of us is having a good time. The other isn't, Um, or maybe like sex just isn't that great, or I'm just not enjoying it. Their late night course would be absolutely amazing. And again, you can get all of those at connectioncodes.co, C-O, and you can use code girl20 for all of those. You can also gift those to people. So if you have uh, a couple that's engaged and you would like to gift them a course, um, definitely gift them the foundations course. That would be huge as well. Oh, this has been amazing. I hope you feel inspired in your um, marriage or future relationships and have learned so much. Um, And my hope is that we can bring Dr. Glenn and Phyllis on again one day just to do like a Q&A. So I'll keep all posted on that. But until then, I will see you again next week.